podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Footballistically, Arsenal is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Hello and welcome to Footballistically Arsenal. I am Boyd Hilton. Sidekick Josh is, is breathless. Have you run from Old Street Tube to this very studio, as we like to call it? I'd say walked quickly walked rather quickly. than run. Someone was ill on the train at Stockwell. Oh. I'm surprised you weren't affected by this. Did you not come from Camden? No. Do you know what? I went into town ah. to do BBC Radio and I've been hanging out there and then I swanned in from... Uh, you know, Lovely. Because I assumed... It won't matter that I'm, well, it obviously matters, I'm a few minutes late, Tim and James's time is very valuable. It is. But however, I thought you were also going to be delayed, and not oh. only was I very delayed, my phone is completely dead of battery, so I couldn't let you know. It's a shambles, Josh. It's an absolute shambles. I'm like those terrible people who come into Arsenal after about 10 minutes, having missed already the first goal of the game. We're on a tight schedule today, so I have to say, because straight after this I've got a taxi waiting for me to take me to the Jewish Night of Heroes Awards. At the Grosvenor House. It's taken I a minute, you but you've not. got another Jewish reference yeah. in. Last week was yeah. 30 seconds, Absolutely. today a minute. Yeah. What is it? What, what oh, is that event? Again, are we? I don't think I'm, <laughs> I'm going to get an award. It's an inaugural event. Um, and, Why have uh, I not been invited? I don't know. What you should, I, th- I assume you would have been invited. Yeah. Um, Who's Dermot's going. Uh, Ivor Badil. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who writes a lot of Dermot's stuff with Dermot. Yep. And he invited me. Ivor came to our Arsenal match about uh, a few weeks ago. So, and we were chatting about it. And he invited, it's the first one. And he's written the, like, you know, the script for it, I think. It's like the night, you know, the Pride of Britain Awards. It's like that for Jews. Yeah. Politician of the Year, Jeremy Corbyn. That kind Probably of not. Yeah, like, like, like heroes. <laughs> like I'm talking people saving lives here. But yeah. Um, I've been snubbed. You have been snubbed. Next year, Josh, you'll be there. Um, you know, can't be some gate crash. Jewish podcaster of the year is that an award? And next year, definitely. I'm right. not sure if that. I'm not sure if we've really helped the community though. Well, maybe we will. Anyway, <laughs> probably the opposite. Ne- you're the opposite. We need to introduce our a glorious guest, Tim Payton. You've heard his voice already. Is here. Hi, Tim. Hello. And um, James Wilson, aka Beard of Pires, is here. And um, I th- you, the last time you were on, you were on with Tim, weren't you? We were like, this isn't planning or anything. We just mm. felt, you know, we just shoved you together. It's Josh's fault, really. I've been on. This, this is my third time, third right. time with Tim Payton. Is wow. that really? Yeah, that's weird. Poor thing. My, <laughs> I, I, I liked him very much, but it just reduces my airtime considerably when he's here. <laughs> oh, he's, we're going to make sure that. you get a good... Marker. I know his game. Yeah, we'll make sure you get a good stint. Before, without further ado, though, I have to remind you that Footballistically Arsenal is backed for the season by Labrooks. Sign up and deposit up to £50, and Labrooks will put the same amount into your account, giving up to £50 worth of free bets. You can get this offer by following the link at Bet. Dot arsenalpodcast.net and in fact um, there is odds to Arsenal to beat Man City after going behind you can get 14 to 1 on that Josh tempted mm. so 20 pound on that you'd lose 20 pounds yeah basically uh, but um, more importantly we've got lots to discuss we've got the Ostersons game obviously one of the most exciting and thrilling events in recent Arsenal history or not uh, Arsenal commercial news. Which, which is something Tim, I hope, can uh, contribute. Yes. And, and James, indeed, Both. replied to the email menu with more yeah. commercial now. I like a man who replies to the email menu. In no the one else ever does. No. James, I, within five minutes, was replying with further comments. That's good work. That's good work. Yeah, there's some big new deal announced with Emirates today. We'll talk about that. The huge Bellerin Oxford Union Arsenal fan TV controversy. Well, I it. wanted to get onto this last week. I know. And we didn't really have all the quotes and all the information, no. but thank God we do now. Bellerin Gate. Or is it Oxford Union Gate? Hector Gate. Hector Gate. Last week you were insisting calling him Hector rather than Bellerin. Well, because obviously I know him because I met him. Yeah, you're friends. Big friends. Um, We'll talk about that. And of course, preview of the Carabao Cup final. Yeah. Huge. Are we all going? 
Because you, you haven't got a ticket, have you, James? No. No. So, weirdly, I got an email barely 20 minutes ago from Arsenal saying there are, there are still tickets available in club level and I've been invited to apply for one if I would like to, and they are £200. It says, this is a ticket only, does not include hospitality. The dress code is smart casual. So if you fancy that at £200, James, I'd be delighted to log in for you. Come back to you. Okay. I'm, I'm going to be in um, club level, I have to say. It's a very nice view. The height is very yeah, good. Yeah, height's good. Yeah, but you're not allowed to wear club colours, which obviously is devastating for me, because I, you know, I like to wear some ludicrous... Wear the club shop. Wear club shop, some childlike Arsenal shorts or something, yeah. Oh. Yeah, and we got some Josh Cronkay news Emirates as well. Have paid all that money, and you can't wear their shirt to the final. I know it's a disgrace, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And Josh Cronkay news. I forgot that last item on the menu. As yeah, a fellow weirdly, Josh, just didn't want to forget. Oh, okay. It's Josh news. Is that what it is? Okay. Um, really, that should be before the Carabao Cup final section, I think, on the menu. But I won't pick you up on it too badly. Let's begin with a full analysis of the Ostersons. So we obviously glued to it on on BT Sport HD HD. Not Ultra HD, because they only get up to Ultra HD in British venues. So, yeah, it was normal HD. But you got a good view of the tiny stadium and the snow. The snow. The snow. It was all quite... It was quite I thought the, the setting was more interesting in the game, wasn't it? Yeah. That's it, my feeling. It was quite a romantic game until it kicked off. Yeah. And then after 15 minutes... Oh, why did I rush home to watch Speaking this? to the microphone, like, Josh was making strange like signals at me. Like, what's, what's... Yeah, what he meant was just... Yeah, yeah. I, I, some of my friends, I'm sure some of Tim's as well, <laughs> so, went, went to the game and they were saying it's probably the coldest they've ever been at an Arsenal match. Did you get similar feedback, Tim? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Minus my, 15. Yeah, sorry, but they'll no. always remember it for that reason, yeah. more than the football. Well, you, which, you went to one of the very niche... Belgrade, was it? I've earlier been in the season. Yeah, I went to, I went to um, Minsk, um, FC Bart. It's actually outside Minsk. And I also went to Cologne. And the Europa League is brilliant for getting to go to different places. It just lets itself down a bit when you start watching the football. Yeah, that is a problem. Yeah, did you, oh, James? What was your feeling? Um, full disclaimer. Oh yeah, I was in Hong Kong, and oh. so I caught glimpses of it in a bar, and okay. I have watched. I was, um, I worked hard today. I watched highlights. Okay. So the first twenty minutes were extraordinarily easy. Yeah, I, I thought this is going to be any number of goals, and then they sort of got a bit better. Ostersons and gave it a go, and they did. Yeah, could this have is a really probably a mid-table Swedish team in pre-season. Mm. Like it, you know, you're not going to. It's really amazing they got through a group. Yeah. Watching them, it felt incredible. They'd already got through like a group to get yeah. to this point, so it didn't look great. But like you say, Tim, like yeah, two months away from their season starting, and yeah, and up Arsenal obviously won. Well, second favourites for the tournament, regardless of what we think about their actual chances of winning. It. I tell you, who was most gutted at the end of the game? The bloke in the box office. He's got to sell <laughs> Thursday night. Yeah, oh my god. Not the hottest ticket, yeah, is it? No, it's not. <laughs> Could be the least hot ticket. That's what they should do. Anyone who wants a cup final ticket has to come yeah. on Thursday night. And be be pictured there, not just get a ticket for Thursday night. <laughs> yeah, with the with in the day's United minute to yeah, prove your with date. That day's newspaper or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you going Thursday night, Paul? Do you know what? I've got a BAFTA um jury on Thursday night. Which I feel is More Jew events. So many BAFTA No, not not Jew jury. I'm yeah, joking. jury yeah, to decide some BAFTA awards, yeah, which is yeah, yeah, it's, it clashes. I yeah. have awards as well. England Golf Awards. <laughs> I love you. Yeah, not not for anything I've done. Oh, okay. To go and clap other people who hit oh. a little ball with a stick a long way. Oh, interesting. Mm. So that's, that says a lot, doesn't it? That you've prioritised England Golf. I've prioritised BAFTA, some BAFTA thing I'm doing. Are you, go, are you going? Yeah, I feel the odd one out, odd one out James. Are you bothering? No. <laughs> I'm te- I, 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 my James' wow. honesty. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I, have some a, I have a client work event, so 
It's my a excuse. Client works. This is the crappiest Arsenal well, podcast I am, ever. I'm actually going to go, go to Arsenal. Arsenal when it none of us actually watch Arsenal. This is like Arsenal when it's not inconvenient that's that's what it's become for you there, there will be and this is where arsenal make a great amount of money because they force forty-eight thousand people or whatever to pay for this game yeah, yeah. with the cut tie credit and about twenty-five thousand of those more than half won't bother going yeah but arsenal won't worry too much because they're the, paid on <laughs> yeah. the flip side tickets are only 15 quid like lower tier you know mm-hmm. it starts 15 quid tomorrow well, so for well, those that not tomorrow thursday so for those that don't get an opportunity to go that much it's another you know another good chance what will be interesting is the thursday following the cup final when yes. we play Man City, which is obviously a Cat A game. Thursday night will have probably been thumped by them four days previously. Yeah, I don't. Th- yeah, and the weird one, like for that. yeah, Tim, you might know about this. I don't think they've even let people put on the exchange for that one because until they sort of set out, and I think it's on friends and family at the moment. So it means season ticket holders can't even put it on the ticket exchange to potentially have someone else to buy. Yeah, for the Man City League game. That shows you how the demand is trailing off at the moment. But isn't it the case that if Man City are playing in the cup tonight, aren't they? And they are playing Wigan. Yes. And if they draw, then the replay is on that night and that game gets postponed. I think it's quite unlikely, but it's something to bear yeah, in mind. No, but th- I mean, even City have moments where they, you know, they've had draws. Well, we they? hope they're fallible for Sunday. But, it'll be re- I, but I, don't, I, I don't, can't work out whether I'd rather there was a bit of bigger gap between, as you say, our inevitable defeat in the Carabao Cup final or, you know, or, yeah, or play them a few days later in the league. I don't know. I can't work rather, out which is better. Rather just get out of the way. Frankly. Yeah, rather get out of the way. Okay. Well, we have a good record against City, all jokes aside, and yeah. and against Guardiola. So it just it so does Austin's game. Oh, yeah. What, what did you that. make of Danny Welbeck? Because I thought it was his big chance. Oh, and I, I thought did. so disappointing. Oh, felt sorry for him. Didn't I mean, need HD or what, the ultra need, HD for that one. He didn't need HD to see he was he was a bit shit. And then in the um, post match interview. He said it was him and who was he interviewed with? Um, I think it might have been uh, Mkhitaryan. Did Mkhitaryan play? Yeah. Yes. Um, 77 he had to wear on the back of his shirt. Wasn't he man of the match in fact, Mkhitaryan? I think he was our man of the match in some in some quarters anyway. Um, he, yeah, Mkhitaryan and him. And Mkhitaryan was very um, studious, I thought, and kind of eloquent. And Welbeck was a bit kind of, clearly felt a bit guilty because he was, you know, I think he knew it'd been, it was an opportunity missed. And he mentioned the pitch about seven times in the course of a two-minute interview. And it was so funny. And I was thinking, how many times are you going to mention the pitch? And then they went back to the studio and someone like whoever was there, Kian or someone said, I think he's definitely <laughs> mentioned the pitch is his excuse. But I, I mean, it, I guess one of them was saying, it might have been uh, whoever was... Ho- was Hoddle? Maybe Hoddle or someone was saying, you know, actually it is difficult if you're not used to But then everyone else kind of was all right, coped all right. I, feel, I don't know. I feel sorry for him though because... I don't think he's that bad, Welbeck. But Alan, Alan Alger has always his infamous and he thinks he's terrible. But when he first joined, there was a lot of optimism about no, him. You know? he, he is terrible. <laughs> he, he's, he's a classic centre-forward who is a shit finisher and has never threatened to be a good one apart from one game against Fenerbahce three, four years ago. Yeah. And the fact he's he's moved out to be an auxiliary winger and he only plays centre-forward when no one else is available there. tells you about how good he is. He played for England, didn't he, a lot? Like the England man. But he, played, like, he played out wide for England. Yeah. His best performances for Arsenal have been when pushed out wide as part of the press, but, when, he'll give you a, when he'll give you a 100% shift. But in technical but, ability, yeah. it's, not, it's well, not at the level Arsenal need. And the reality is, those attributes just to me, he's almost a defensive forward and that to me, that doesn't suggest to me he's got any real quality. I don't. What, I don't he, think defenses look at him no. and feel threatened. No, they wouldn't. No. He doesn't allow team. I remember one one game he played very well is when uh, it was the Cockland red card game at White Hart Lane. Yeah, and he 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 uh, he played up front 
uh, with Alexis just behind him. And Spurs had a, were trying to play an incredibly high line and we were being quite deferential to them. But he kept pushing them back and pressed really well. So he has his uses. But if Aubameyang got injured or Lacazette's form slash injury continues, there's no goals coming from Welbeck. Well, but here's a slightly controversial thought, not like me. Welbeck <laughs> now needs to start for Arsenal up front in the Premier League. Because what he doesn't have is match fitness or much yeah. confidence. And he needs to be given that. Because the competition that matters for Arsenal is the Europa League. Because mm. that's the route into the Champions League. Now, I think most people think, oh my God, what is he saying? Play well better ahead of Obi-Man up front. But if it, our, our chances of winning that Europa League rely on Welbeck playing well in that position. Yeah. And I do think he's struggling for confidence. Yeah, and so he needs some games and chances to play. Of course, it could be that if he plays in all games he plays in the comments, he's going to dive even further. <laughs> it's not the perfect scenario. I guess a lot depends on who we get in the next round, assuming that we don't blow this three-goal really lead. Quickly. Because, yeah, it comes very quickly. But if we get another game where we should be okay, then you think, well, we might get away with Welbeck being up front. But should we draw one of the, the big guns? And I think you're right, he'll need to give Welbeck some, some time because, you know, he won't be able to bring in a Bemian for the... For the Europa League, I just thought we, you know he was blaming the pitch. Yeah, but that, does that affect your decision making? I can get why. The, I just felt there were times where he just made the wrong call, like in terms of no, like not course, playing yeah. other players in, and that's not the pitch. That's you know that yeah. I, you know there were certain points where I think it was easy to sort of. He's probably having a bit of a nightmare, and he goes, "I've got to talk to the press after." Well. You know, yeah. the pitch. And it felt like he was snatching at things as the game got no, on because yeah. he was trying to make up for the fact he felt he'd had a poor game and taking shots where it probably wasn't, you know, wasn't a great option. But he'll have another turn on Thursday, presumably, unless he simply goes with uh, Eddie straight out front on, on Thursday, which I guess is a possible. Well, that's the other option is to, is to I mean, I know, you know, even more controversial is to give Eddie a go. I mean, he might, maybe his, you know, the confidence of youth. No. no. From Welbeck's point of view, I'm not sure that you build confidence or <laughs> no. form against Osterman at true. home 3-0 up. That's yeah. part of the problem. That's why that, I say he needs two or right. three yeah. Premier League games to, yeah. for, the, for the sharpness that would come with it. Yeah. it. You know, Quite frankly, they could run a competition and play you up from for the, for the second leg. <laughs> I'm, <couldn't> available. <laughs> I'm available. I'm available. Would you miss your event on Thursday if they selected you up front? Um, yeah, if, if, if Osterman was going to pick me, I, yeah, I'd, I'd miss the event. I'd miss the BAFTAs, right. the BAFTA jury. Yeah, yeah, I'll give them. It's fine. It'll be fine. What, what are you picking on Thursday? If you really want to know, if we're picking the, um, we are picking the candidates for the prestigious um, BAFTA Audience Award, which is for TV Moment of the Year. And there's a so, you know, it's the TV Moment of the Year, and there's a shortlist of six, and I'm part of a key uh, uh, array of TV critics that pick the the like top ten, if you like. Right, you pick yeah. the shortlist. Um, there's a yeah, we put the shortlist. Yeah. What was last night's event? Last night's event was the BAFTA Film British Academy Film Awards. Josh. Right, and this yours about the TV. I was yeah, I was there. Right. Yeah, um, oh, if really? you want a full diversion into my showbiz life, yeah. Um, How was last night? It was very nice. Uh, sat at a table with Taron Edgerton, who's, who's a delight, and I had a long chat with Daniel Kaluuya, who was thanked on, was congratulated on Twitter by Jeremy Corbyn, and said a North London boy. And I wanted to ask um, Daniel Khalif, who's an Arsenal fan, and I was having a long chat with him, and I was just about to ask him if he's an Arsenal fan, and then someone bloody interrupted me, and I didn't get to the bottom of it. Who, who is he? Boy? Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah. Daniel Kaluuya. Testetti. Come on. He is... Get out. Have you not seen the film Get Out? <laughs> I'm not telling you to get out. Get out. Is that the one with the neo-Nazi parents? Racist yes. Parents? It's the racist... It's the, it's the... Well, that's the kind of spoiler, yeah. It's, um, it's the black guy taken by his white girlfriend to her rich parents' house. It's a horror film. It's brilliant. It's very good. It's fantastic, he's isn't it? Good. He's brilliant. Yeah, he's Oscar nominated, best actor, Oscar nominee, and he won the um, Rising Star Award. And he was in Skins, and I met him on the set of Skins about 
probably 10 years ago, and he remembered me. It was lovely. And we had a nice chat. Well, we have to do some research if he is. Have to do some research. Yeah, he may just not be into football. He thanked at all. everybody except for. He thanked everybody. Didn't thank Arsene Wenger. No one, me. Not but Arsene Wenger. Did get? Did you? Was, did they include the Arsene Wenger? But was was mentioned by one um, one um, winner? <laughs> well, someone brought a Wenger out about it. Yeah. No, someone gave quoted Arsene Wenger. I think it was the winner of um, best sound or editing or something. Yeah, and he said, "I'd like to." Quote Arsene Wenger, and that some, there was a boo. Some people booed, some <laughs> Arsenal fans booed. And, so um, you've got to learn to behave yourself. You've got to learn to behave yourself. But I don't know whether they included that in the broadcast or not. Not sure. It. Yeah. What quote was it? Do you remember? Um, it, was, it was quite a rambling thing about winning and well, you know, everyone, everyone thinks he has the prettiest wife. Yeah, mm. yeah. It was, we can't murder Ridley Scott or something. You know, we can't kill Ridley Scott by bringing in a new young director. I'd have expected the quote to come from the person that came fourth place. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I think it might have done. Maybe, you know, maybe he didn't actually win. I don't know. Anyway, I'm glad, like, I just about managed to have some relevance for the BAFTAs to Arsenal there by... But I'm not waking up. Definitely, someone did definitely cry Arsenal Wenger, but I was like... half. Yeah, if you are to attend these events, it should only be on the premise yeah. that you find Arsenal supporting. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Well, clearly, the TV <laughs> moment of the year was the li- record lifting of an FA Cup in May. Yes, Yes, of course. I don't know why. Uh, I'm not sure. Do you know what? That's not on the long list. So I'll tell you <laughs> well, but we fail. can bring our own ideas to the jury. Maybe I'll bring my, that idea to Well, next the jury. year's nomination has to be David Ospina's utterly outstanding <laughs> wonder save. <laughs> yeah. Again, Thank you. Against Thomas Peterson, who is clear... I mean, he's a ringer. It discredits the whole thing, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. So he's the Arsenal it. fan, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And he's got the Arsenal baby. Yeah. That was a scandal, wasn't it? If, if, you were, if, if that happened the other way round, I bet... It was um, a back pass. It wasn't a penalty. It was a back pass. <laughs> but honestly, if it happened the other way round, people would have had definitely... Arsenal fans would have been furious, wouldn't they? If there was a... Whatever the other way around is. <laughs> he didn't blaze it over the bar and then smile. Shirt. Come on. He, it was <laughs> I'm not saying it was. Saying saying we should be checking the batty, betting patterns. What I'm patterns. saying is football fans are mad enough <laughs> to think. Yeah, there'd have been someone on Twitter. Guy. But it was, it, was, it was funny, isn't it, that we're so used to seeing every single penalty we face go in and then, you know, not to have checking goal and to see one saved. First time in four years. Yeah. Considering that, you know, penalties should be saved roughly about one in five I understand from the stats side of things it's a uh, it was it was overdue yeah it was good to get joy to get a clean sheet yeah right. we don't get many it was, it was uh, pretty unlikely wasn't it but funnily enough even when you when you the thing we should say is it, when you you're right that when Osterson's kind of started playing all right and we did actually look a bit shaky and one of our mutual um friends T- tweeted us both, I think, saying Arsenal looks shaky even against Osterlund after about 20 minutes, yeah. which was quite extraordinary. It was. But I'm, I'm looking forward, as you say, to seeing even more of the youngsters on, on yeah. Thursday because if ever there is an absolute gimme to give these youngsters, and I think he should play um, Ketia up front and you know some of the other lads that have been on yeah. the bench in the earlier rounds, let, let's just do it. And if even maybe... I don't know, it's interesting when I think about what he does with Ospina because obviously Ospina... Will he play on on Sunday? Presumably. So, does he want to play him just three days earlier? Is this you know finally a game? Matt Macy steps up and gets a, a game in the tournament. I don't know. Well, you mean he wouldn't play him because he's not going to get knackered, is he? Or not, not get, I mean, who cares? Well, why risk it? I don't know. You can innocuous. Why risk it? What do you think, Tim? Would you play? Him? Yeah, I hadn't really thought of that before, but it, yeah, it's sort of cup keeper minus, isn't it, against Osterman? Yeah, another one they could auction off. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Have a going goal. How, yeah. How did Ainsley Mate Niles play? Because he played in midfield, didn't he? He, do you know, he was kind of, he got better, I thought, as the game went on. It took time, I thought, I felt to get into the game. He wasn't, it, it certainly wasn't the immediate revelation, oh yeah, we've been waiting for this moment for him to be sent and he's going to dominate the game. It wasn't like that, was it? It was kind of, he was okay. I think it's like the game, it's almost hard to judge. It's hard, yeah. yeah. So you're right. Yeah, the he, position is so poor. Yeah. He needs a run though, because yeah, I, I think Jack is getting into 
he's got nudes of Wenger territory. Yeah. He's played, he started every Premier League every game this game. season. Yeah, it's incredible. And yeah. he's got yeah. worse and worse and worse. Yeah. It's, I think there's like a, like a, uh, a Donald Trump style secret tape that he's got of Aston Villa. Is that what you're alleging? Yeah, maybe he had it, had it passed down by <laughs> one of the other countless Dross players he's just, continued well, to play. Maybe Cochrane before he left. But did Cock- you see yes. did you see where Cochrane got his first goal Remarkable. after just seven games, having never scored at Arsenal? <laughs> yeah, yeah, ten years. Now he's been in Spain for like, you know, barely a month. Yeah. Getting yeah. his first goal. Weird, isn't it? God, yeah. He did give away a penalty in the game before that. Oh, in his well, third game, though. It's good to know familiarity. Was he about this commercial news, Boyd? Yeah, oh, I was gonna go on to the Barry and Oxford Union thing. I thought that I mean but yeah. Let's commercial news. Bella and Oxford Union. Yeah. Come on, this is the meaty this is the meaty topic, isn't it? Yes. James, what yes. do you think? So, are, are you on the side of? Let's reduce it to a very simple um, battle between the Arsenal fan TV extremists who are furious with Bellerin for allegedly slagging them off, and then he then denied he did in a subsequent statement. Well, the quotes or, are the quotes. Oh, here we go. Read Come on. Some of them. Yeah. Shall we read that? Do you, do you want to read he first? said, I don't think, this is Bellerin, I don't think there's players who go on the internet to watch Arsenal fan TV. It does sometimes pop up on your timeline. I see it sometimes. Some friends say, oh, have you heard what that guy on Arsenal fan TV said? It's so wrong for someone who claims to be a fan and their success is fed off a failure. How can that be a fan? It's just people hustling, trying to make money their way, which everyone is entitled to do. For us players, it doesn't affect us. If they want to have fun with it, then have fun. When you grow up, you realise what is important for you to take on board. If a coach comes to me and says, you've done something bad, I'm going to take that advice. If someone from Arsenal Fan TV says, this guy needs to stop to do this or that, I'm not going to listen to him. They're entitled to their opinion and the way they want to do it. If people find it funny, then go watch it. So the shock revelation is Bellerin doesn't listen to DT on uh, on uh, Arsenal Fan TV. God, he's an odious prick, isn't he? <laughs> That's not the view of the Arsenal podcast, I would say. Yeah, sorry, my yeah, views are my own, etc. But God. James, what did Robbie? Do you want to read the, what Robbie said in reply? This is like yeah. you know, this is like drama. <laughs> <laughs> I've supported Arsenal for over thirty-five years. Robbie said on YouTube, "I know there's a lot of fans that come on the channel for longer than me." It's not very good English. And even if you've only <laughs> supported us for a year, you're still a fan. We're all Arsenal fans entitled to our opinions. This is what this platform does. It's a platform that's been set up to allow fans to have their say, and I'm very proud of that. For the first time, fans can come on the show and talk about the size performance, and do you know what? They get listened to. Now, going directly to what Robbie said, I wouldn't actually dispute too much what he said, but I don't think he's actually replied to to Bellerin in any way, because Bellerin hasn't tried to invalidate people's fans' opinions. He's, I think... My whole issue with this is, if you if you watch that dross, then you will see Bella and you see Bella and getting abuse at games and players get dogs abuse on Arsenal fan TV. It is, I've got no problem with Rob, Robbie does, but he does monetize it. It's clickbait, and you've got these middle aged men coating off footballers. The minute they say something which doesn't acquiesce with mm. what they're doing, they get very sensitive. Well, you know, wallflower about it, snowflakey, yeah. Yeah. and I've got a very low tolerance for it. And I think Hector was completely right. And I mean, his point about making success fed off failure. I do think that's slightly. I think as a player, he should look in the mirror a bit because that failure is obviously derived from what the team are doing. And if Robbie wants to make a business from it, then 
that's fine, but I don't see anything wrong really with what I'm Hector sure said. Robbie would like to report from Arsenal away wins. He just doesn't find very many at the moment. No, correct. <laughs> you know what? I, I, I love Hector Bellerin as one of my favourite Arsenal players like you, but I think he's he's way off on this. I'm so heavily in, in Robbie's camp on this in, in terms of, yeah, massively. I, I think firstly the argument about monetization of it, I actually, you might remember, Boyd, we had... Um, we had Dan, who came on the podcast a couple of months ago, who works with Robbie on, um, you know, the, co- the commercial side of a channel. And I said to him, you know, is there a big difference between um, views when Arsenal have won and when they've lost? And the answer is no. And that's really good. Dan was showing me some of the uh, that information. And in terms of the monetization of it, good luck to him. Absolutely good luck to him. There's well, a lot in? of people I, I, making monetization. Is, is is Hector Bellerin playing for free? Is Absolutely. he running out there for nothing? Or is he monetising at £100,000 a week? But, I mean, there's nothing wrong with making money out of football, is no. there, Hector? No, but I don't think he's saying... I don't necessarily think he's saying that. But exactly. Let's call them hustlers. I think that's disrespectful as well. Hustlers, as if they're, okay. like, you know, on the streets but, doing card it's tricks. It's just people hustling. Josh, why are they suddenly these sensitive snowflakes who can't be called a hustler when he gets called God knows what on that programme? I just think that, that to call them... Hustlers is disrespectful to someone who has created a, a platform which has been, you know, now reported in the in the mainstream media um, as much as sort of other platforms that that Robbie has done this as a, you know, a platform where others have tried to do it and and they haven't and and he succeeded and good luck to him See, and he gets you know, commercial imagine, benefit from I, him. I, I don't no thi- problem. I don't think he's referring exclusively to Robbie. From looking at that, I think he's talking frankly about the likes of DT, who now has yeah. this bizarre spin-off channel. <laughs> Kind yeah, of weird, of, weird, weird, yeah. shouty man. I, yeah, but I, I don't mind. Like, the thing is, I just don't know about these like fashion bloggers who have also got like followings and just do nonsense about yeah, fashion. I don't watch. Right. I just don't know about it. But like, good luck to them if there is an audience for them who want to watch them and they can commercialize that in the way that every time I want to watch a video on YouTube that I am interested in, I accept I have to watch an ad book before it, which is help paying for that content. Then, then so be it. Isn't the entire re- industry that you're in, boy, sure. in television, you know, all these wonderful programs we get made are funded because of the advertising right. around them. Well, that's a good point because it's the exact. Well, that's what really is happening here. This is. I don't think it's anything to do with you know. I, really, I don't think it's anything to do even with this modern phenomenon of YouTubers talking about Arsenal or even Arsenal fan TV or even anything. It's basically what he's saying is I've had. I've been people are calling me shit at the moment, and he is one of the. He gets a lot of shit, as you say, doesn't he? It matches. He gets more, he d- and he shouldn't do. And he shouldn't do. I agree. I think it's really weird. Do you remember last week? I said a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about. He, I, some people said he was mad in the match in one of the games. I can't remember which game it was now. And you were just in disbelief. Yeah, he was. But a lot he was of people did think he was. Oh, thank you. So you didn't even believe me. I was. But I was just. I think my opinion. I he, don't think he, he was from what I watched from the like corner the of the moment, stadium. At the moment, I feel if he makes one bad, if he, if he gives the ball away once in a game. Then there's a pile on. Whereas in fact, he's an incredibly effective player in many ways. I think. I think. I don't think he's a, one of our problem problem players. What I'm saying yeah. is, he's getting bad reviews from these fans in this forum, in that forum of Arsenal fan TV, and he's responding. He's defending himself. Fair I mean, enough. I, mean, I don't sure blame that, him at all. Surely he's allowed a rise for reply. Of course. Yeah. And I, I agree with you about the snowflake thing. It's like they, I, I, you know, they should all be mature enough to accept to deal with the fact that we can all say what we want to say. And in fact, funny enough, really, you you can pick out those two long quotes. Is Hector said they're entitled to their opinion. Robbie said everyone's entitled to their opinion. Yeah, Robbie. You Robbie could, isn't. And I don't have a problem with him saying that. They're, you know, they're entitled. I just think I, I think it's different between calling them like hustlers and saying I don't want to listen to. You're them. obsessed with this hustling point. He said, "Why, they're, why it's an odd word it, to use?" 
what, just, what, what's so bad about it's it? They're making a lot. They are. There's two things, aren't they? They are on one. They are making. It is extraordinary the amount of money, and I, I, I'm in, in awe of how much money Arsenal Fan TV is making in the monetization of controversial viewpoints. You call it clickbait or whatever. Yeah, but, but I think so this is not, it's not all controversial. Like if you actually watch, there's so much content created, and, I, and I'm not making any. I have got no no thing either way, other than that we've had Robbie on here. I like the guy. I've seen him at away games, but. You know, he he is doing a lot of content, which is match previews. You know, oh, during the game, Snapchat. Yeah, so much content. That's not controversial. It's just, but he, you know, he about the club. He wasn't going in for Robbie, no. specifically. And no. as Boyd said, there's there's not a divergence on people. Like, just not saying people can't have opinions. No, they're all fans. Like, don't. I, there's not for a second that I think that sometimes at those games you're going, oh, do you know what? It'd be great if we lose because we're going to get more views. They want Arsenal to win, and it'd be great. Yeah, imagine for a minute we spent our whole time. We actually imagine for a minute we made money out of this bloody podcast, and imagine for a minute we spent our whole time slagging off the players like in that way. I'd show up on time for a start if we were making money. But exactly. But for, I wouldn't give a shit. I can say what he wants about. If you know, you got to be mature. You got to be grown up about it. Anyway, we may even talk even more about this hot topic. There are a couple of brief oh, things. On sorry, this. Tim. If you step back, well, first of all, Robbie will be delighted with this whole thing because it's even more profile. Yeah. But what is a shame is the focus. On this, because if you listen to Hector's wider positioning, some of when he talked about mental health issues, yes. racism in sport, being a young player coming through, yeah. it was a very eloquent, yeah. you know, for a 22-year-old working in a second language, that's, oh. a, that's a bright young man. And he had some important things to say. And in yeah, many ways, totally. it's a shame it's drowned out by this yeah. certain artificiality. We, we will talk about that even more after this quick break. Footballistically Arsenal is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. And we're back from the break. Yeah, you're apt. I'm glad you mentioned that because I was watching the footage. It was the, the thing that I might take away from it was how brilliant Hector He's so eloquent and intelligent and smart and can answer all those questions. And to put himself in that environment where yeah. most, yeah. nearly everyone wouldn't in yeah. that well, modern second language and everything else. Yeah. Well, last thing on the fan TV point. Sure. Have any of you seen the video of Ty, who is apparently also a very nice man, arguing with a 12-year-old on a, uh, <laughs> no. a, a call-in? I implore anyone listening to this to watch it. He resorts to shouting at shouting down a twelve year old telling him to fuck off and do his homework or something. <laughs> oh my it's God. I think it's, utter, it's honestly the most remarkable viewing. Um, is that new is that new new footage? La- the half the press. Last in, within the last week or okay. so. Um, it can yeah, it'll lighten your day. Okay, excellent. Um, we should talk a bit about the commercial thing. So, do you, so is this good? Is it? Are we gonna? I mean, basically, my I, I'm no expert, but we had a mass a Puma deal that's about to reach its end. This is Puma. Bit, no, I know, is. I know, but that's coming up, isn't yeah. it? Puma well. at the end of next season, right? And, but and now, you is when you go looking for your next one. Yeah, sure. Ready. But I've seen speculation about that already online. Yes. From Darren Arsenal, Darren, 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 exactly. Twitter, right? But this is actually happening that we've we've signed some massive deal with Emirates. We've to extended, carry on. extended the, the extended deal. Extended a deal. So in effect, we probably we've managed to secure a couple of benefits out of Emirates for letting have, letting them have the advantage of not going up against others. One of those is the relaxation of the clause on shirt sleeve sponsorship, oh, yeah. which is thought to be worth about six to eight million pounds a year for a club like Arsenal. So you could almost add six to eight million on top of the figure that's been quoted for what the deal is worth. The other thing that I would be fairly confident has happened is that this is a renewal from now, which yeah. will bring some extra money in for Arsenal. And that's really vital because under the way these Premier League rules 
Wolves were working on spending the income you have. And Arsenal basically bust their wage bill. They spent an awful lot of money in January because Mkhitaryan is on more than Sanchez. Mm. Ozil, like, doubled his money. Mm. They brought in Aubameyang. So, you know, they were at the... I think they were at the level where they couldn't have signed anybody else. And the summer could be quite tough on wage bill. They could potentially have that kind of £9 million hit on the wage bill next year anyway, should a certain person disappear. But I guarantee you they'd still demand their money for the final year. So I think this brings in some much-needed breathing space. How much it's really worth, we'll have to wait for the report and accounts. I would be amazed these days if large commercial deals aren't signed with, in effect, Champions League penalty clauses. Right. So, uh, you know, if Arsenal are going to do the next five years in the Europa League, I cannot believe that Emirates will pay the same than no. if they do within it. A bit, right. a bit like the players now have it written into their... No. Man United con- have con- it in con- it, must, it must be in all of them. It, it just goes without saying. Mm. Be, uh, unless sometimes you can negotiate, if you like, a lower but more stable rate for every year. You kind of decide whether you trade the risk or not. But I think in the round, it's probably better news you need to see where others settle down certainly Arsenal seem to be pulling their finger out a bit more mm. in the last year or so on the commercial side because the mm. last few years it's not been a particular success story well there's one there's one fact in here that, that is in the menu it says our commercial income is 127 million behind City Man City and 184 million behind Man United that's quite that was yeah that was taken from a Telegraph article quite poor. Um, James you did shoot back on this email what, would you, what was the point you were making on your uh, email um, I think it's just looking at the relativities as to where we sit in terms of fan base and um, how you, you know, how those commercial revenues can be driven from that. So I think if you look at the Chevrolet deal with Man United have got, I think it's fifty around £50 million a year. Ours is rumoured to be £40 million, which is broadly in line with what Chelsea have got. And then Spurs and City have 35 Liverpool £30 million a year. I think I'm not surprised that we got 10 million a year less than Man United because they are in another league. But a very crude measure, if you look at Twitter followers, Arsenal have just over 13 million. Chelsea have 11.6. Man U have 17.4 million. So on that basis, and in terms of sustained history, success, I know the last 10 years, not so much, but I think we should be putting a bit of clear water between ourselves and Chelsea. Maybe if we were more successful on the pitch, that would be the case. What was also particularly interesting is, in terms of the players we have on our books, everyone thinks of Paul Pogba in particular as being a commercial dream, mm. manual, make their money back in shirt sales, etc. In terms of his outreach, he's got 4.8 million followers on Twitter. Meza Ozil's got 21.7 million followers. He's oh. obviously got an incredibly good team behind him running the social media mm. and everything else. But that might give an indication as to why he was beyond his obvious right. abilities on the pitch, but why it was so obvious to invest in him financially because there might be some payback there. Mm. That's interesting. Yeah. Do you think with the Arsenal Twitter following though, I mean, it's part, I mean Arsenal was everything, like, you know, I mean, podcasts, but, Twitter, Twitter, it's because... It's, it, it's, it's a crude measure, but yeah. I think I'd, I would still suggest as a global brand, we are probably only behind Manchester United and I think definitely Liverpool. Liverpool. From from everything Liverpool. I've done to around football in, in the Far East, we are, we are so far away from Man United. And I think for Liverpool, and, you know, similar to Chelsea, but given that they've had way more success in the last decade, when there's been ever more, ever growing more interest in the in the Far East and, but, and beyond. But Josh, why have Chelsea been able to catch us up? It can't beyond just success on the pitch. It it'll that that'll be that'll be a the lot. catalyst. Listen, I I'm no expert on this, but you know, and, and Tim knows. We, I've done you know quite a fair bit yep. of work. Oh, Boyd, 
Sorry, that's my driver. Carry just on. be clear, Boyd doesn't have a full-time driver, no. just a disclaimer. For <laughs> it's everyone. an Adley. It's not his, his driver. <laughs> it's an Addison Lee driver on this one occasion. Now we've got away from that. The, the work I know from certainly from China is, certainly as fans have sort of picked up following a team in the last 10, 15 years, unashamedly, it's a bit like going with whoever's winning at the time. And, and that's why I think why, why Chelsea got so many four fans. And I think the Twitter following, if you think about how many, you know, let's say six billion people in the world, of which, you know, there's an estimated that half of them are, you know, football aware, to look at like 13 million against three billion is so small and insignificant. The power of being able to put that brand, that logo of a, a club crest on whatever, you know, company it is in the Far East is way more significant, I think, than maybe just Twitter following. But Tim probably equally knows more about this. I think, I think you're right. There are, there are almost like metrics now of where you fit these these social media followings don't mean that much i mean the big clubs will claim sort of up claim 200 million fans worldwide well that means you know arsenal are making 50p per fan doesn't particularly translate through it's going to be about champions league premier league titles and profile and i would expect arsenal averaged out i'd expect arsenal to be sitting there around about the same levels as chelsea and liverpool Right. Boy, do you have the ability to tell your driver that you're, you're going to be a few him, minutes? Yeah, but you know, because of your late arrival, I apologise again Josh. for the poor lady who was ill apparently on the train at Stockwell, <laughs> and you're lambasting me. Are you, you're going club level Sunday then, club Wembley. Club level, club Wembley. Yes. Big, uh, big plans before. It's going to be a big boozy one. Yeah, we're having like an eight-hour lunch first. Oh, yeah. We'll still get to the game late, which we always do. Yeah, it was always a last-minute dash. Late. Fashion, yeah, running right. up Wembley way. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited about this. I mean, yeah. I, I was very, I'm Sorry. very, you know, I'm kind of agnostic about the whole Caribou Cup final. You know, I mean, it is, I mean, obviously, but it is the one of the less important trophies. I mean, Have Pochettino what, doesn't even probably doesn't even give a flying shit about do it. Do you apparently. now know what Caribou is? Isn't it? It's a drink, isn't it? It's an energy it's drink, high energy drink, high energy sugar. drink full of sugar. Yeah, I mean. What? You should say, Tim's got an interesting backstory, because I, I know this, that Tim is, is heading away some night, but he hasn't missed a final since, yeah. what, 87, Tim? Yeah, I had a little bit of a dilemma in that there was a long-booked skiing holiday going out at 8 o'clock on Swiss Air at 8 o'clock on Sunday evening, and first of all, I didn't even think of the final. Then when I did notice it might clash, I worked it out and thought, well, they kick these finals off at 3 o'clock or 4 o'clock, it'll be tight that I'll make it. And then the bastards have scheduled it for half past 4, yeah. so... Looked at the early flights in the morning, but was going to ruin everyone else's skiing holiday and getting in too much grief. So I've decided that the solution is to go to the final. I haven't quite looked. I'm probably going to have to leave on about 60 minutes. But this means I'll be able to cling to that cherished record of having gone to every final, which does sadly matter to me. Whereas the individual final, like you, I could probably give or take a Caribou Cup final, but that sort of long sequence of not having missed one I'm, I'm also the optimist I've already got a hotel room booked in Leon. <laughs> amazing that's, that's <laughs> impressive so you can watch Milan against Dortmund <laughs> oh no. do you think we've got any chance boys? Uh-huh. do you think we've got a chance I think we've got a chance yeah I mean mainly because yeah. well the last seven cup matches yeah. against the top position yeah. we've won we've done so well almost the reverse yeah. of the league form yeah, yeah exactly I think they've learned how yeah they've learned how I think they've learned, also have learned how to play well in those big games against big teams but obviously Man City are much <laughs> James looks like I'm an idiot. Looks like guy. What, what's your feeling? Well, no, you're in in cup competition. You're in right. cup competitions. Um, yeah. Um, I, I'm strangely optimistic as well. Yeah. Um, I think a lot will depend on the team which we're able to put out on the field. Um, yeah. I think a huge amount will depend on Ramsey's fitness. Um, I know he's someone who uh, who polarizes fans, but I think his ability to push Man City midfield backwards will be very important because. Jacker and Wilshire, all of their, well, I say 
best work, but work is done much deeper and that makes it far easier for the Manchester City midfielders to swarm all over us and press, whereas Ramsey's running from deep could re-push them back. And I think we have to go over back three as well okay. against that against that attack. Um, it's served us well in the past. It's mm. um, a bit of a safety net. And when we've tried to play four at the back against better teams in recent months, it hasn't worked particularly well. Interesting. I've just noticed, looking at Josh's notes, I'm only going to see the first half, aren't I? Because they've got that stupid VAR system in play. Oh, yeah. We'll be sitting there for minutes <laughs> yeah. on end while the game goes on. You'll have to invite me back to have my full yeah, back they, I mean, they VAR. Did... But I, right from the beginning, people will note, I've been pointing out, it won't work. It will be oh, a failure. I hate failure, the VAR. I hate it. And I already feel like... I can't know, stand it, yeah. queuing up for the yeah. I told you so moment. But no, it's I'm come quicker you. than I expected. That, they but took about 10 help. minutes also, to work out that offside job, goal. Though, but good job they didn't have VAR. <laughs> when we played City last year in yes. the semi-final because we'd have yeah. been 2-0 down. Yeah, or Chelsea true. in the final. So yeah. Alexis' yeah, goal wouldn't have stood. Yeah. And we had an offside goal, didn't we, the other week as well. Which, uh... But yeah, it'll be. I hate the VAR. It's, it's, it's great for final way. Look, this is what it's about, isn't oh, no, I mean, it? The, the League Cup final isn't... and the chance to put what happened against Birmingham yes, well, and Chelsea yeah. in 2007. Birmingham, the pits of the world ever. I've got his finger uh, something to hang on to. Yeah. Sorry, is your Addison Lee driver getting impatient? He is. So we've got to leave him to. Oh, what, you can carry. You, I could walk out. No, no, no. Okay, we're, we're gonna. Done. We're gonna be very Arsenal and go yeah, exactly. with five minutes. Exactly. Left. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do our prediction. official predictions. You know, I like to stick to the format, Josh. Yeah. Who should we start with? Josh. Arsenal on penalties. Ooh. Yeah, Arsenal on penalties. What, so what's the what's the full one, time one, score? And then okay. we're, we're going to okay. win on penalties. Tim? A tight, close game. Arsenal will do better than people expect, but I think City have just got too much. We'll lose 2-1. I'll go inverse of that. Arsenal win 2-1 after extra time. I've been predicting 2-all every week for the last six weeks. I'm going to predict 2-all again, and I think City will win on penalties. Right, yeah. you're a bit like the guy who does the same lottery numbers every yeah. single week. Yeah. You're, you're committed. It's my new now. thing. <laughs> yeah. It's my new thing. I can't, can't have City the... on pens. That'd be heartbreaking. Yeah. Don't forget they got Bravo. Well, we've got Ospina in goal, in goal. Well. Yeah. and they've, like they've got Bravo. Yeah, 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 they've got Bravo. Go. We'll have Os- Os- Ospina. Could yeah, you'll be off. Yeah, you'll it's be a, yeah. A battle of the short, fat <laughs> South Americans. <laughs> battle of the short, fat South Americans. At last, we've got a title for the podcast. Absolutely. Uh, thank you very much for that and everything else. James Beard of Perez on Twitter. Josh and Tim Payton. Thank you very much. We'll see you next week. Cheers. Bye. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Footballistically Arsenal is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. If you're a large organisation involved in managing, purchasing or making decisions on software licences, you need Livingston. Livingston provides the technology and a large team of experts to help you understand what software is installed on your network, who is using it and whether you purchase the right number of software licences to legally use it. This information can help you make smart business decisions when it comes to renegotiating software licensing agreements with large software publishers like Microsoft, Oracle, IBM and others and when budgeting for software spend. To reduce the cost and risk of managing your software licenses, speak to Livingston today about our managed services. Over 50 multinationals across the world trust Livingston to manage their software licenses. Visit livingston-tech.com for more information. What's your thoughts on Fulham? Chances are you don't think about them too much, but nice away day by the river, used to have a Michael Jackson statue, and once did quite well under Roy Hodgson. 
But that's probably about it, because chances are you're not a Fulham fan. However, if you do know someone that supports Fulham, maybe a mate or a colleague at work, please tell them about the Fulhamish podcast that I host every week looking at each Fulham game as it comes and goes, with a nice bit of quirkiness and humour along the way too. You can find Fulhamish at fulhamish.co.uk and we're also available on all podcast platforms including iTunes, Acast and playbackmedia.co.uk. That's Fulhamish, your weekly independent Fulham FC podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network.